Welcome back to the Empire State Conservatives Podcast, episode 132. It is me, your host, Evan, with the all-American conservative Solomon Tack and his freedom baby. Here with special guest, host of the show, Talking GOP on Queens Public TV, and proud patriot, Gabe Montalvo. Gabe, thank you so much for coming back on the show. Thanks for having me again. It's always fun with the freedom baby and you guys, of course, too. (laughs) We missed you. Aw, thank you. I'll be back anytime. It's been a few weeks since we had our coalition to combat the coronavirus, which apparently didn't do that much. But we are still working on it, guys. We are still working on it. But first, let's get into it. Bernie Sanders, the open communist octogenarian, is out of the presidential race once again, making off with all the Bernie bros money and endorsing Joe Biden. Because even though he thinks Joe Biden is a complete piece of garbage, he is still willing to endorse him because that is where his bread is baked, guys. Tack, like, really, is is Bernie really just running to take people's money and then just run and go buy another house? Run, Forrest, run. He didn't even pay child support, so I don't know what anybody <laughs> expected for him from him as a presidential candidate. This was a man who legitimately fathered a child in pretty much a one-bedroom shack that didn't even have adequate floors for his child to live in and then just bounced out. <laughs> And just never spoke to them again. Like but you don't need every so every so often. Clothes, you just need bread lines. <laughs> bread lines aren't that bad anyway, and gulags aren't bad. You have bread. Like work. <laughs> you know, but but you have to look at a person's uh, characteristics, their quality t- traits, and their uh, especially their history. You know what I mean? So if you see that this man was never willing to take care of his child never paid any kind of finances toward him. You're going to give him your money and tell him, tell that man that I hope you win as president. He can't even take responsibility for his own personal life. You think he's going to take responsibility for everybody else's? But that's the whole point of being a communist is you don't have to take responsibility for anything. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Fair point. <laughs> Gabe. So I think Oh, I, I shouldn't say. I think I know. This guy's a freaking sellout. This is the second time that this has happened to him. He's in, he's gone out endorsed. I just want to know how big the DNC check uh, is this time, where Biden's checkbook is. I mean, we know that he's been in what the in Chinese affairs. His family's been involved. Uh, the Bidens have been involved in China and Ukraine and all that stuff. But no one talks about that anymore. Uh, so I'm just glad that we can finally be honest because now I think the DSA, the Democratic Socialists of America, are working on their website so they can drop. Uh, the word democrats uh, democratic uh, from it I know a lot of people are actually saying that oh yeah no we can drop that term now we're just going to be now the socialist of America I identify as a socialist and now since Bernie dropped out we have this new weird um, people that are exiting the democratic party but they're not necessarily like walk away or uh, dem exit type people they're just these fringe Bernie bros that are just running around hating the DNC and are now chanting, apparently, that they're going to write in uh, Bernie. Uh, they have election. to burn down Milwaukee first, though, yeah. and not get right, caught. Exactly. You're convicted felon, you. you can't vote. Yeah, no, you, they got to burn down. The, didn't they also say they're going to uh, blow up the country? Yeah, they said they were going to put the liberals from MSNBC up against a wall. Wow. What the worst yeah. movement. What one of the worst movements in American history. Not only just for, um, like, their actual what they believe, but also the people who are in it. You guys have seen the video. We posted it on the Instagram of the, of the bald-headed Bernie chick just screaming Scream at the off. camera and then stopping. These people yeah. are unhinged. These are what they – I don't know what it is about people from the left, but when they go to uh, college courses, they all take these weird art classes. Yeah. So they, they believe that screaming and releasing that energy – is artistic in nature and it's a release of energy and like it's going to change things around you you had the uh one of the old black lives matter leaders who just had graduated from some art college somewhere who thought that she can go to this art display and do air squats and couldn't even finish the air squats because she was so damn out of shape (laughs) (laughs) i was out of breath after like four of them 
Dude, I was in Brooklyn one year for Father's Day, and I was so I was insanely hungover. So what happened was my buddy, who's a med- who's a doctor now, um, I was talking to him the other day about some coronavirus stuff. Um, but we were at his graduation party, and we got super wasted because he told me he was going to propose to his girlfriend. So we got completely trashed. I was super yeah. hungover for Father's Day. I'm like <laughs> dying. We're in Brooklyn, eat brunch, feeling a little better. Walk outside, and there are these weirdos it's the only way i can describe them rolling around in dirt and pretending to be plants and crying no god and it smelled like manure and i was just like is this what is this what's is this what's going on now is like the thing now like this is brooklyn they got it never wanted to live here like jesus christ yeah and you know what's what's funny uh chank tweeted out uh, a few days ago he was like about 70 percent of democratic voters under 45 voted for bernie sanders he's like we own the democratic party so my question is uh now uh whether the old guard is going to build a bridge to the future or are they going to fight us all the way their choice so i responded to him i was like it doesn't take much it doesn't seem like uh, it doesn't seem much that you own the democratic party or at least much of it you lost your primary uh and your presidential candidate failed a second time. Where where is it that you stand? Uh, and I I said your move your movement is more of a puddle than a tidal wave. I mean these newer generation socialist democrats and not even and now they're separating themselves from the classical liberals. You really have to ask. Okay, a lot of young people that don't have much life experience voted for an idealistic society which they don't really have any idea of, and it really pisses me off because my family comes from South America. I've spoken about this several times. My grandfather, actually, when we went to go uh, to Costco recently, said, I'm used to waiting in lines because we had bread lines in Ecuador when I was growing up, and it was just easier to get food that way. Like, people don't understand the, the harsh reality of people not having the ability to provide for themselves. And I met some people from, from Venezuela, um, and they're great. And they tell me, like, listen, we really don't know uh, why people are advocating for this so much. That, and I'm like, because we're being sold a lie here. And I really feel bad for for the youth that are actually accepting this. Well, it's not even that there's a lot of them. They're just the loudest. I mean, mm-hmm. these are people where I could piss off the roof and tell them that it's raining and they'd be collecting it to boil for tea later. I mean, come on, these are not the smartest people in the world. They They support an ideology that has failed and destroyed every country that it's been used in. Right. But it seems I, like, ironically, that they're also the most uh, on paper educated <laughs> education does not equal intelligence people. It doesn't, <laughs> but you hit it. You hit it very much on the head when you said that an idealistic society, because I was thinking to myself earlier, uh, I can't even go back to 2008 and even explain why I voted for Obama anymore. But Tack, you I also supported you, Mike Bloomberg at one point. We're not, we're not, we're not trying to bring up your past. Look, right? no, but I could tell you though, it what going back. I I was in Essex County College at the time when I was watching his um, inauguration, and I was like, it just felt good. You know what I mean? You couldn't, ex- you can't explain the feeling of euphoria that came. It was like smoking weed for the first time. Not that I Which know is also bad. About it, I mean, but, I know, <laughs> but weed is not great for your brain. Dude. I, I, I just assume from how I hear people talk about it, it's like smoking weed for the first time. It's just a feeling of euphoria and you just expected things to change. Like he said, and it never did. No, they changed tack. It got worse. <laughs> it got, <laughs> country got a lot worse. <laughs> you can't. You can't say it changed when it wasn't going very well under Bush anyway. Yeah, it was like going like this, and then (laughs) it's like, all right, we're going to try to land in this field, and it's like, no, we're going to crash in this field. That's what (laughs) we turned the country into United 93. (laughs) But we are going to jump a little bit. So we had a line uh, outline set up a little bit differently. But speaking of education does not equal intelligence. Gabe, you were harassed online by Columbia professor Jeffrey Lacks, who apparently is a complete psychopath from what I've seen, from what you showed me in this conversation. Um, yeah. Are you a Nazi sympathizer? Um, yeah, I, yeah, I didn't know if you... Give uh, at home kind of a background of what happened and kind of where, where, where this came from, because I've seen a lot of hate coming out of the left. We talked about this before, and I have a few stories mm-hmm. I want to add on to this. But just give the folks at home kind of what happened with this interaction with someone who's supposed to be influencing young minds at, at Columbia, which is a very prestigious university. Right. So 
this uh, this college uh, professor, Ivy League professor, uh, Jeffrey Lax, is actually a deputy chair at Columbia University and a political science uh, professor at that, for those of you who don't know this great mind, apparently. So a an algebra teacher, an old algebra teacher of mine, posted something uh, about a political cartoon about the president. I commented something like, listen, everyone has their own opinion. He just comes out of left field, starts commenting, and is like, Oh, you know, I can't believe someone could defend uh, the president who's so evil, yada, yada, yada. And I said, listen, here's why I don't think X, Y, and Z. And I know that you're going to put up the, uh, the graphics of what, I, of what I set up there. I was basically telling him, like, listen, you want to talk about him murdering the, his citizens, you know, U.S. citizens? I don't think so because he kind of gave his salary to go towards research for this. Meanwhile, Pelosi and the New York City uh, commissioner, health commissioner, were like, go outside, enjoy the sun, go, go to the Lunar, uh, New Year Festival. So then he just comes out and starts telling me that I should just go drop dead. I should just go and die. Uh, and calls me a neo-Nazi enabler, a Nazi lover, and then Trump supporters wear armbands and whatnot. So I then decided to ask questions. <laughs> I told him, I told him, I was like, listen, isn't it ironic that you're the most educated, quote unquote, educated person on this thread and you can't come at me to have a civil discussion, but instead throw playground insults at me. And he's like, oh, well, actually, I'm too smart to have this conversation. I'm like, sure. He mispronounced so, stupid. Yeah, a little bit. So um, I tweeted it out uh, and, you know, I had uh, some some support from like from Brandon. He was like, I can't believe this freaking elitist. Uh, you know, guys dogging on a Hispanic Trump supporter who's also in the military, calling him a uh, freaking Nazi. And, you know, several hundreds of retweets later, still no answer from Colombia. So we might have to do like a Crowder Confront style uh, thing for talking GOP, but that's uh, when we get later, when, but you when, know, we can go outside. Yeah, we've seen this from the left repeatedly. And I was, I'm not going to call it anyone by name because I don't do that. <laughs> But I, I, was, I was listening to someone on a video call, and they were like, I heard Boris Johnson was when Boris Johnson first got um, diagnosed with COVID. And they're like, Boris Johnson's in ICU. And she's like, I, ju- I, ju- I just wish it was Trump. I know that's a horrible thing to say, but that's just how I feel. I'm like, no, no, you need to look at yourself and see how hateful of a person you are that you would wish a sickness upon another human being where they could potentially die. Listen, I despise almost every single person in the Democratic Party. I don't want any of them to get COVID and die. I want them to get voted out so we can show them, hey, we beat you. I don't need you to get beaten by some virus. This whole thing on the left where it's okay to wish death and ill will upon someone just because you don't agree with their political ideology is absolutely disgusting. We saw it with this professor. It's just another example of this dude calling you a Nazi sympathizer. I know you, dude. I know you are not a Nazi sympathizer. Thank you. I'm glad someone freaking... Well, I mean, uh, thanks to everyone else who, you know, helped me and retweet and like, spread and like it that knows that I'm not this, uh, this individual. Um, but it's interesting to see how these people like to preach tolerance. And time and time again, the narrative do- doesn't change. They say one thing, but their actions always result in hate. Um, and I can even say in the Hispanic community, uh, I've been disowned by people several times. Uh, the, uh, whether it be online or in person, like, you're not a real Hispanic. You're selling out to the white man. I'm like, how? I'm literally a part of a Hispanic Republican organization. I wear on my lapel of my suits an Ecuadorian American freaking pin. What? How does that translate to, to what, anything that you're trying to push here? I mean, you guys can explain it to me. They, they always try to say that we hate our own and uh, we're race traders and all that other shit, like you know. But we know it's not true. We do what we do because we believe our communities and and the nation as a whole can be elevated, but on a different path and not the path that has been continuing down uh, throughout the past. Throughout the past. But once you get off of that path, it's like crabs in a barrel. No, we don't want to get out of here. We want to be stuck in this barrel. You get in here with me. Nobody yeah. can escape it. Yeah. Like, Kingface was, I saw a post of him, I think it was Instagram or one of the other apps, where he's yelling, he's like, he's like, why do I have to, why, they, they don't have to buy your vote anymore. They, the Democrats aren't even buying the, the minority votes anymore. You have just given it to them willing. They are giving you nothing, and you are blindly giving their loyalty. Yeah, and it's so weird 
how people, I'd say, especially in the minority community, uh, and I can only really say for like urban areas up here, where they choose to stay in this victim mentality. There's no way that you can say somewhere in like New York, for example, that a black American is not able to go to college or that tired, stupid old argument, which I was taught in school, which was, you know, we voter uh, registration ID laws should be changed because quote unquote, black Americans don't know where the DMV is or they don't have access to internet or cell phones. I'm like, where do you think that like people live? Like I live across, this, I, I live right near uh, Lefrak, and obviously it's been gentrifying over the years, but it was still bad. I, my friend had a freaking um, computer. He had, a, he had Wi-Fi. Uh, I lived in the 40 Projects in Jamaica, uh, which was very bad and still not the best neighborhood. But I walked around there and I'm like, people have freaking smartphones. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I really don't, it really doesn't make any sense. And I think Kingface is absolutely correct. Before, at least you had the Obama phones. Now, what are you getting for voting Democrat? <laughs> get the dream. Ah, shit. Oh, you got, a you got the dream. A broken promise promises again. Yeah. I, yeah, well, an idea. Yeah, really. It, it's, it's really a mess out there. It really is. And it, people need, you need to think for yourself. You know, it's on both sides. Don't, you know, don't blindly buy into anything. Don't, if you see something on social media from, even from a right-leaning source, if it's not true, don't just start spouting it out. Do your research. Make sure that what you're getting is based on fact. It's based on what's actually going on out there. And which is why our whole reporting of this, of the coronavirus outbreak has always been, it's been changing as it's gone on. When it first started, it was at a certain point. And as it's gone on, we've changed based on the information that's come out. We didn't jump to conclusions, but we also aren't denying what's going with the facts that are going on right now. And I've spoken to medical professionals before we get into our whole coronavirus section that it's not hospitals are not war zones every day. Some days they're very busy and some days they're very dead. And while these people do need protective equipment, the virus is very dangerous and it's extremely dangerous for people who are working the front lines because you are constantly exposed to it. So when you are constantly exposed to it, you're working long hours, your immune system decreases and it leaves you more susceptible. When I worked law enforcement, we worked a rotating shift. I was sick the entire time that I worked in law enforcement because I was always tired, never sleeping right, and my immune system was compromised, and it was the winter. So I was mm. sick for like three straight months. If I had been doing that now during the coronavirus outbreak, I would probably be dead because my immune system would have been shot. I would not be able to fight this thing off. Meanwhile, I probably was exposed to it at the school that I work at because we've had four people test positive and go to the hospital, yet I was sick for maybe two days right before they shut down the schools, and I probably had it and recovered from it because my immune system's in tip-top shape right now. Mm. Yeah, and you know, I'm glad that I and I don't think that the episode I was in uh, last time with all of us, I don't think any of us really said like, you know, I, I don't think anyone denied what was happening. No, we um, didn't. Yeah, so we were just kind of like saying, hey, there's constant reports getting out every day. Like, if you follow the way that the masks were handled, it was you don't need one. You only need one if you're sick. Uh, then now you shouldn't wear them because you're healthy. Like the story was constantly changing and it's still constantly changing. I'm like, okay, do I need the freaking mask? <laughs> now it's starting to seem like I, I need it a bit more. Um, but I'm, I'm just, uh, again, worried about how people are handling just staying indoors, watching their money being, uh, you know, getting depleted. And I'm more worried about people dying of starvation, malnutrition, uh, because not everyone not everyone has those government benefits uh, to get food and those basic necessities. And when you try to apply for those benefits, we found that those servers are horrible. And the ser- service to actually get those, those government, um, government services are, are just, as, just as bad. You know something funny? Talking <laughs> about the mask. I wore my mask from the very beginning. Even when they were telling us, hey... Uh, you only need to wear it if it's sick so you can keep your cooties to yourself. Whatever, right? I don't yeah. have cooties. <laughs> but if that was the case, why are, we, why are the medical professionals in the hospital wearing masks when they're, what, 28 feet away from a person wearing the, the self-cloth mask? Because that six feet is a, a fake number. 
Yes, the majority of the spit and the projectiles are going to come out within that six feet, but they're also known to travel way further than the six feet. And it lives on surfaces too. Exactly. So they're wearing these soft masks, but when they're dealing directly with the person, they're wearing the, the N95s. Mm. It makes no sense for you to tell me not to wear a damn mask out in the public because it's only for people that want to keep their cooties to themselves. Now, and I, and I have to find this video to back it up. I swear to Jesus, to God, to Krishna, to Buddha, to Donald Trump, that I heard. Now we know you're serious, Tack. When you're swearing, we know you're serious. I swear I heard him say, Dr. Fauci saying, oh, we were having discussions amongst ourselves. Do we let the general public wear the mask? Uh, do we not let them wear the mask? We just wanted to get a stockpile up enough for uh, those of us that needed it before we spoke about the general public using the, the rest of the, the, what they tried to hoard for themselves. And that's when I truly knew that Dr. Fallacy was an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first. Well, not first, but you heard it here from Solomon Tech. Dr. Fauci is an asshole. But before, we're going to get into our corner section in a minute, but before, let's hear from our sponsor, Shark Blades. This next segment is brought to you by Sharktooth Blades. Hey, if you are in construction or just do a ton of handiwork yourself, you must try Sharktooth Blades in your utility knife. They are specifically made for cleaner, more precise cuts, eliminating the paper drag created by ordinary dull one-time use blades. Their blades are 10 times sharper and five times more durable. And now using promo code ESC, you will get an additional 15% off on top of their current sale prices. To get yours, visit www.sharktoothblades.com and order today. All right, it is Corona time. Hey, it's Corona time right now. It's Corona time. We're going to get into Corona-related news. Um, besides the fact that Remington offered to make ventilators for New York State and Governor Cuomo decided to order them from China instead, that's that whole story. Andrew Cuomo is an asshole. We all know this. Him and his pierced nipples can rot in hell. But we have more concerning things here. Guys, Michigan and other states are not letting people buy seeds, paint, car seats, or American flags during the coronavirus outbreak. And cities of New York and Los Angeles are asking for Nazi-style reporting of neighbors who are not following government-mandated social distancing. This is the most tro- this is mo- this is way more troubling than Andrew Cuomo being a jackass because this is what everyone who is even a little libertarian is worried about, which is government coming in and telling you where you when you what you can and cannot do and how you can and cannot live your life. Um, we are already trying to get gun stores reopened. And we are having other issues. We know that people are not going to stay in their houses forever. Is the government going to launch troops or put it at the police departments to lock people in their homes? We don't believe so because I just don't think that's going to happen because that would be a call for all out revolution. But these things are troubling. Why can't listen? If you don't want people going out in public, why can't I buy seeds? If I need fruit or vegetable or if I need vegetables, why can't I make my own vegetable garden? Why can't I have an American flag? It doesn't make any sense sense tack what the hell is going on one of those doctors said that the american public needs to be prepared for at least 18 months of a a shutdown yeah they need to go kick rocks that's not gonna happen yeah that is not gonna happen so you i've i continuously say that i believe that we should do what new york city did in the uh during the, the the spanish flu i'm about to say the swine flu where they allow businesses to open up on alternating schedules so it kept their economy moving that's something that we can really look into moving into and each state can do it how they feel like doing that or each city or municipality, whatever can do it, however they feel like it needs to be done. And that gets people back to work uh, jobs where you can telework, you can continue teleworking, but jobs where you can't alternate the schedules and people won't be on mass transit compacted and all that other stuff. Uh, also, I like you guys, those of you who are looking Oh, he has seeds. He has seeds. One of my, one of my, my babies. Phone. There's government. Government. I have to report <laughs> someone. He has seeds. He's growing things. <laughs> I, I'm losing. I'm gonna probably gonna lose this one on the boating accident when I go fishing again. <laughs> uh, but uh, <laughs> anyways, 
you need to be prepared. This is a cantaloupe. I've got onions, I've got garlic, I've got uh, tomatoes growing, I've got carrots growing. You have to be prepared for any and everything, right? And it's a shame that it took me to get to this point to figure out, oh shit, maybe I should get some seeds. I got some freedom seeds that came but, in. But <laughs> I do too, right? They they ring very loudly. <laughs> but uh that's neither here nor there. But if they're not letting you buy seeds, you have other types of, of ways of getting them. Buy the damn fruit that it comes off of. Yep. Onions grow from other onions. Garlic potatoes grows too. from other garlic cloves. Avocado. Potatoes grow from f- potatoes, like you said, Gabe. But <laughs> Let's 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 use our brains. You know what I mean? You can always uh, find a way to kind of and I should, probably shouldn't say this, but you can always find a way to usurp government authority. No, you should say that because that's that's the whole point of being American is that the government doesn't you don't work for the government. The government works for you. And it's the duty yeah. of every American if the government becomes tyrannical to overthrow the government. We're not talking about doing that right now. So before we get reported and banned from every single platform, which if it hasn't <laughs> happened already, it's never going to happen. But that is the duty of every American. I think it was Thomas Jefferson that said, if you know the government grow, becomes tyrannical, it is the duty of the people to overthrow it and replace it with a new government. Mm-hmm. And yeah, not, every, not every, sorry, uh, but not every seed is going to grow. So if you're buying one cantaloupe, buy two cantaloupes, and then germinate the seeds and take the ones that are actually growing, and for every other fruit or vegetable or whatever you're trying to grow, it's still the same thing. You want to buy at least two or three of each one, grab the seeds from them, germinate them, and then keep the ones that are growing. Wow. You see, you learn so much when you come onto this show, learn how to farm. That's what we're doing. (laughs) We are here to educate people. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Here in the Montalvo household, uh, we are are creative in other ways. My grandfather created, uh, for those of you watching, a coronavirus. (laughs) like little thing. And I thought it was funny to, to feature this. Uh, my, some family members found it funny. I know him and I both did. We were like, that's creative, but some people are more sensitive to that. Um, but what I find interesting is, you know, getting, getting back to the whole, you're not able to buy certain things. Why is it that you can't buy a car seat? Like, God forbid, like, you know, you need to, you can't leave your, you know, your kid at home alone because you have to go get, you know, more food and supplies or whatnot. And your freaking car seat is broken. What are you going to do? It's illegal to put them in the front seat or to have them uh, beneath a certain height because, God forbid, there's an accident and then, you know, your baby can be injured or worse, die. So I would say that that's something essential. But now you have a government that's telling you you can't buy what you feel necessary. You know, it's, it's, if we're talking about Democrat-run states here, there is no oh, limit yeah. to their stupidity. Cuomo bought ventilators from China, China, instead Change. of letting Remington open and build them. Okay, there is no bounds to Democrat stupidity when it comes to this virus. Yeah, that's true. I forget that uh, you know where I am sometimes, and you can't reason with them. Uh, which leads me to uh, my next uh, point, which is I wrote an article uh, a couple of days ago. Uh, stating, uh, I think, I think it was something uh, called um, "Neighbors During Pandemic: The New Gestapo?" Question mark. And in it, I highlighted the fact that people are calling the cops uh, if their neighbors are heard coughing or sneezing too loudly. Um, yeah, no, it's it's insane. And there was one. I have allergies, where, people. Please do not call the police to come drag me out of my home. No sneezing, no more. <laughs> or the and, who? No, the who is coming for us next. That's the who is coming. That's a terrifying name. Uh, and there was one instance in Maine where these guys had recently moved into to the area. And it was like a small island, like secluded uh, you know, town. The, their neighbors cut a tree down and dragged it in front of their driveway so they could not leave the premises. And they were standing there. And they were gun- sadly, you know, to report fairly, they did happen to be gun owners that were patrolling and like saying, you can't leave. Uh, and the police got involved and they said, listen, he has a right to, he has a right of movement. Uh, so, now, the Blasio is saying in a press conference today, saying, hey, listen, if you see someone that's not, you know, social distancing, the whole six feet apart business, uh, you know, you better call the police. And I think he was even talking about setting up a three-on-one system where yep. you can take a picture and send it and use it as evidence. I'm like, holy crap. Why are you going to try and sell out your own person here? You're, you're instilling fear 
And we not only saw this in uh, World War II in Nazi Germany, um, proving my point that I'm not a Nazi. <laughs> uh, now I don't know. I don't know. I'm not so sure about you now, Gabe. Ah, uh, yes. Right, right, right. <laughs> Screw you, Professor Lax. <laughs> Anyways, um, and also in the Soviet Union, where Stalin encouraged people to call, uh, you know, his own secret police force, uh, and where he even had a book where he, I think he had like a red pen, and he would personally sign off on their deaths because they were just fellow citizens or comrades calling in on each other. And for us, look, for us who we know our history, looking back, and now our public officials are making sure that we, you know, rat out people for just standing close to each other. We don't know if they're husband and wife. They, have a, they should be able to stand next to each other, you know, amongst other things. And now you're telling us that we can't even congregate in a freaking, in a freaking uh, churches or places of worship. It's insane. This is the Democrat playbook. We've talked about it a million times. They just use right. the socialist Nazi playbook. It's violence against those who you don't agree with. It's socialism. It's government control. It's gun control. And this is the latest one. It's, it's calling the cops on your neighbors who are there. Be, there are people been arrested for being with their kids in a park. A guy and his daughter were playing T-ball in a park alone. And the cops came and threatened to arrest them. Oh, I think it was even better when the guy was, uh, I think he was in California, he went to go paddle boating by himself. Yeah, by himself. Well, wait, the, the guy that, uh, that you brought up, Evan, I think he got handcuffed and put into, uh, it was V-Center in Virginia, uh, Davis and Ford, NCIC. They, they looked them all up and all the other stuff. Um, but he started becoming a smartass when they asked him to leave. I mean, I bet he did. I would do it. So, to be fair, I worked in law enforcement and I know better, but I would probably do the same thing. I'd be like, you got, you guys know it's just me and my daughter in the park, right? Like, we're, we're, come on, like, we're like 100 feet yards away from any other human being. I would be that guy, especially now because I'm getting so stir crazy. But yeah, I, I don't doubt he was being a jackass. And they got, yeah, they, when you're a jackass in police custody, they let their, they let their pride get to them and, and they, they fucked them over. You know what I mean, but uh, <laughs> they I, I definitely didn't write a woman three extra tickets one time instead of letting her go with a warning because <laughs> she oh, lied to too straight to my face. They they better lower freaking taxes uh, because if we can't go into these freaking taxpayer funded parks, I don't want to see any of it. In like they in those in golf a- courses, you're always six feet away from someone in a golf course. I don't get. You can't, there is no sense to the Democrat way anymore. They're really well. Now they're saying it's thirteen feet. So a- again, I make the case. It's a hundred feet. It's a thousand feet. Let's just make up numbers now, because right. first it was gatherings of five hundred people, and then it's five people. Like it's oh, it's going to be eighteen months. We're going to have we're going to have Bernie Sanders saying we're going to have more deaths than World War Two. Now it's oh, yeah. oh, it might be sixty thousand. Like, right. No, uh, according to uh, Fuhrer Angela Merkel over there. Uh, in Germany, she said, you know, they're, they're outlining, uh, you know, two people only. And my question is this. Again, a family of five. What are you supposed to yeah, do? No, you, <laughs> so you have, you, no, get this. Again, in New York City, the last time my Google device told me that the population density of New York City is one uh, per, per square mile is one to 26,000 people. How are you supposed to stay? 13 feet away, X amount of feet away from these people, you know, to stay in the confines of the law, apparently, and at the same time, not get your picture taken by all these creeps hanging out by their window, people watching. And I've seen it happen, too, before the mayor even announced this in, like, different community groups. Like, freaking, sadly to say, they're slightly older people and Karens that like to speak to the manager, going out, taking pictures of kids, saying, "Uh, they don't seem like they're six feet apart, how dare they? Why, what business is it of yours if a parent is making a decision for their child? Yes, I understand that you have, you run the risk of catching this. But at the same time, it's not healthy to just stay indoors. Lock up cabin fever is a real thing. You do need vitamin D and you can't just go out to get a freaking multivitamin to solve all your problems. Exactly. That's why I, I run. And then when it first started, they said, go out, take waltz, exercise, do what mm-hmm. you need to do. I was on Instagram earlier fishing by myself in an area that's still <laughs> clearly open, Don't not any state park. You're on staff yet. <laughs> it is not done with law school, okay? We can't help you yet. Stop incriminating yourself. <laughs> I'm not incriminating myself. I was I was by myself and 
in, a, in an area that's still very much open to the public. It wasn't state parks or anything like that. So it's not like Virginia can come down and be like, oh, yeah. you went into our state park and did that, 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 that when it was closed to the public. No, mm. fuck you, blackface. <laughs> I didn't. And I have a whole lot that I need to say about blackface, but at a later date in time, that dude's a royal idiot. He's an imbecile. We'll, we'll do a third episode this week. We do have Jamie Silvestri coming up later this week. We will do oh. a third episode just for you, Tech. All right. That's awesome. Yes. Because. Oh, sorry to cut cut you off, Doc, but uh, Jamie was actually endorsed by my organization uh, earlier in the week. Oh, yeah. Congratulations, Sam. Yeah, <laughs> trying to oh. fix New York one 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 seat at a time. We're trying to fix New York. Oh but, yeah, no, she she's great. Yeah, they. Uh, you have to be able to get outside and and keep your mind clear and actually get fresh air. Now that it's fresh air, because you don't have as much cars on the road and all that other stuff, get outside and do something and mind your goddamn business. What you got to do for you It's the reason why you have two ears and one mouth and, and two <laughs> eyes and one mouth so you can look out for yourself and listen to the damn thoughts in your own head and do what you need to do for you. Not worry mm-hmm. about everybody else. Yeah, I mean, we were also given two nostrils, but people still can't smell the BS that's being touted to us. <laughs> like Oh, God. I've been endorsed for too long. (laughs) Moving into the last segment, bad news for Tack and Gabe, apparently. Coronavirus is now racist, according to AOC, Tack's lover, because black and brown people are dying more than other people from coronavirus. Never mind. Blacks make up 22% of New York City population. Many of these people are living in shitty neighborhoods, living in housing projects, living shitty lifestyles. And as Jim Status said when we had him on the show for our Kung Flu Hustle episode, He's in the hood every day, and people are treating the virus like a joke. Remember, if you are not protecting yourself, you are putting yourself at risk. You know, this is the same issue that we have where people are like, well, America has more cases than Italy, and look what happened in Italy. Meanwhile, the United States has more more people than about 90% of the EU, and we actually have less cases per capita and less fatalities per capita. Tech, you had some very good numbers on this. Why don't you just speak the truth? Not your truth. Because we don't we don't deal with that crap here. Exactly. The truth to the folks listening. So this is we're gonna start with New York City deaths before we go to a more expansive portion, meaning the whole United States. So now, remember, don't be racist, Tack. Don't be racist. I'm gonna try AOC, not to. AOC will find you. And oh, matter, <laughs> matter of fact, let me before I get into the numbers, let me say if you live in neighborhoods where you live in apartment buildings. It's going to be crazy because you don't know who's going in and out. You don't know who's touching what. Um, and, you know, the virus lives on surfaces. Uh, you, you share elevators with people. There's no way in some of these elevators. I grew up in, uh, in Fort Greene projects. The elevators are super small. You can't stay six feet away from people when you're trying to go to work. You might, be, you might actually be a sanitation worker. You might be one of these essential jobs. And you get on the elevator with the person. So... It's going to be crappy living in apartment buildings anyway. But because of that, right, uh, 34% of the, the, the deaths are Hispanics. But according to AOC, the woman that wants to be on a person of color bandwagon so damn bad that I promise you in 1942 would have been an exception to actually drink from the, the, the whites only fountain. I can promise you that. But she wants to be on that people of color's uh, bandwagon. And then it's 28% black. And then right below that, 27% white. And then after no that, percent Asian. No racist. So the, the, the part of our society that has the most successful uh, business stature, that has the most stat, uh, successful familiar stature, the most successful people right now in the United States are Asians. And they're dying way less than the rest of the population. Hmm. What does that say? I mean, to me, she just sounds like she's into eugenics, but that's just my two cents. <laughs> but my final point is blacks die the most starting at um, black on black crime. And then right after that, heart disease, diabetes, and all of the, the health reasons that have to do with having very, very crappy diets and very, very crappy exercise. We are, I'm going to go ahead and say it, we're probably the most athletic 
out of any of the races if you want to break it down by race. You jerk. Everyone knows Jews are the most athletic people in the world. <laughs> you both have chutzpah. I'm, I'm just <laughs> He built the pyramids. The pyramids. <laughs> and we built a nation. Okay. <laughs> the Chinese but, built the railroads. <laughs> true. But with that being said, use that athleticism. And stop letting these diseases take you. And, and somebody's going to make the argument later, I promise you, about not having access to, uh, to good foods and all that. You've got a Whole Foods in the middle of Harlem. Mm. I don't want to hear about not having access to quality, non-GMO, organic foods. Everyone wants to kick the can for that. No one wants to take personal responsibility. And they're talking about, yes, it is about lifestyle. And you do have larger amounts of people in in these cities who are minorities living unhealthier lifestyles. And it's a culture issue. It's not because they're brown or black. It's a culture problem. And I spoke to, I spoke to someone about this who is more middle of the road, but he was agreeing with me, like there is a culture issue in these communities where you're, you're willing to just sit on your ass and blame somebody else. And there aren't enough success stories going back into the community to tell people they need to come out of this and they need to not buy into the, you know, not even just the Democratic way, but the whole living off the government and, and going to McDonald's and eating Popeye's chicken. It's, it's not racist, all right? It, that's what's in these neighborhoods. You have crap food and you have people drinking higher rates of well, malt liquor, alcohol, stuff like that, higher rates of drug abuse. And you need to stop doing that. And it's up to people to help their own community. And it's up to people who are willing, who got out of those communities to go back in and do outreach. I can go into these communities all I want. They're not going to accept anything I have to say. It's just not going to happen. The people who are in there want to see people with their own, with their own face. That's why all these people champion Obama as this, as Tack likes to say, the black God, because he looked like them. And that's why all these black kids wanted to go see black Panther, even though it was an, it was an okay movie. I thought it was a little contrived, but I, personally I, I thought the acting was very good, but I thought the story was a little, out. but that's why, because you want to see someone that looks like you. That's the culture that they're living in. This is the message these kids get day in and day out. And I tell people I work with, you're never going to beat the home culture. You're never going to do it. One in 20,000 kids you'll reach to beat the home culture. Other than that, it's not going to happen. You need to change the way people are living in these communities if you want to change the death rates, if you want to change the incarceration rates, if you want to tra- change the rates of drug use. You need people in the community to stand up and say, we've had enough. We're not living like this anymore. And they're not willing to do it. They're not. They're just not. That's the problem. Instead mm-hmm. of taking pictures of people that's not standing six feet away, and I'm not advocating for this because I don't talk. I'm not a 6'9", <laughs> okay? But... How about instead of taking pictures that are not uh, people that are not six feet away or whatever, if you see somebody selling meth, if you see somebody selling crack and you want to change that culture, take a picture of them. If you're that damn bold to take a picture <laughs> of anybody, take a picture of the person that's actually breaking the law and fix your neighborhoods. Because until people, those people start seeing that the neighborhoods are turning against them, they're going to continue doing exactly what they're doing. We had the woman from PBS call the, what was it, Health Inspector General racist because of the language you use. You go, that's the language I use in my household. Yeah. I was like, come on. Martin can make the movie Big Mama, but it's not racist when Martin Lawrence does it. But when the, the black health general says something, <laughs> let this hypocrisy Big Mama. We've been saying this. Tack, we've been saying this for months. Actually, we've been saying this for over a year. You've been, you've been on the show for months. The left, it's it, their, hip, their hypocrisy knows no bounds. They will do anything to discredit the president. They will do, do anything to discredit anyone who is right of center, even center of left. If you are anywhere but left, they will do anything to take you down. These people do not care about facts. They do not care about logic. They do not care about what's actually going on in the streets. You have Andrew mm-hmm. Cuomo, who literally went to China for ventilators instead of Remington because he couldn't be seen going to a gun company for help. That is why. Anyone tells me anything different, I'm sorry. I know too much about Andrew Cuomo. I know about everything he's done as governor. This guy is a political machine. Everything he does is for votes. The reason why he says he's a devout Catholic, but push for the Reproductive Health Act. This guy only cares about votes. That is his whole thing. So his whole thing, I can't be seen going to a gun company for help. I'm going to go to China instead. Okay, the left's hypocrisy knows no bounds. 
it, it, you're you're a hundred percent correct. Well, you know when when you say that, and I mean, and and Tack is a hundred percent right when it comes to you know the culture and the community uh, within uh, or that home culture, even as you said, and you know it's difficult to to break through because when you start to progress, you're told by the people who you grew up with that you love or that loved you. Uh, Oh, so you think you're too good for us now? You're, you know, you're educated. This, and to really change, uh, you know, your neighborhood isn't easy. And doing something that you believe in is hardly ever easy. But what people don't understand is how can you tell me that in certain places of the country where you have a black uh, police commissioner, or well, let's actually just switch it to minority, minority police commissioner, minority mayor, governor, uh, you know, or people in the state assembly or in the, uh, you know, senate or Congress, how are you telling me that you have a slate of people that look like you, whether directly in front of you or making up legislation, and you're going to tell other people that they can't make it? You know, you're, you're in this vicious cycle of ignorance, uh, and it's being peddled to you. And people don't understand. People like AOC won't understand our history. They will always refer to FDR being the first real, uh, the first real Democrat. And they don't understand that through his new deal, the recently freed black slaves that were working on farms for you know little pay, but they were still making money that they can claim their own, were eventually just shoved in after the war into public housing, and they haven't left since. I hate and, FDR so much. Oh my god, he's the worst, one of the worst presidents in the history of the United States. It's socialist piece of garbage. Oh my god. Yeah. So terrible. You know, people don't understand that this has been systematically done and repeated to the minority communities for generations and decades. And if we don't really do anything about it, it's never gonna change. And people like AOC will continue to get away with these lies. And to me, I don't understand how you can just say, oh, well, the party's changed now, we're not the same anymore, and then get away with it. Well, you also have the media that controls how high your fear is uh, and what they want you to see. They'll tell you, that, oh, well, you know, it's fine now because they said, they said, sorry. Remember the Proud Boys, how much media attention they got because they were seen as this huge alt-right, uh, you know, fascist movement, according to the media. The president I, and, and Gavin McGinnis were both like, listen, this isn't necessarily true. The president disowned the KKK and was one of the first, pe- I think he was like the first president to call one of the white nationalist groups a terrorist organization. First president to do so. People still say that that's not enough, that he's not doing enough. But people like Bernie Sanders can go out and say, I don't associate with the Bernie boys. Uh, sorry, Bernie bros. And then boom, disassociate it 100%. They're the people that work for him. But this is the problem. It's a culture issue and people want things to be handed to them, especially in these communities, because that's the culture that's been built. And I, when I was in the academy, I heard a very good quote, and I'm pretty sure you guys have heard this one before. It's pray not for easier lives, pray to be stronger men. You need to be willing to stand up and make change in your life. It's never going to be easy. You have to make sacrifices. You're going to have, to, you're going to have blood, sweat, and tears. That is what builds up a community. It's hard work. It's not easy. And it takes time. No one can hand it to you. You have to put in the work. And you, mm-hmm. you got to work it. You can't depend on the government to step in. You can't keep looking for leaders that are going to go to the government to put the government into your business because anytime the government gets in your business, it gives some kind of overarching law and rule that doesn't work for anybody because they don't know the lives of the individual. They don't, they don't know. It's just like the federal government making rules that reach to each state when they don't necessarily know the culture of each state. So it ends up screwing certain states over. It may work well for California, but it may be crap for New York city or for, for New York State. You have to get into your communities and work and grow and, and bring the businesses to your specific communities and stop mm-hmm. sitting on the government to do it. And, and what's great about the free market and, and great about capitalism is, uh, as I've said, I've, I've grown up both in, you know, I, I've had experiences in the ghetto and outside of it. And what I realized is there's a whole lot more junk food, liquor stores, uh, and a church, and a strip club, um, all within block. a, yeah, on every, in very uh, concentrated area. But if you stop going to those places, they'll lose money and they'll bring in something nicer, maybe a restaurant. You might be afraid of gentrification. Um, and there, there's arguments to be made that why you're afraid to see a Chipotle instead of a, of a McDonald's. 
uh, on your street corner. But at the same time, you have the power to say, like, I'm not going to go to these people anymore. I'm not going to help out the drug dealer anymore. And it's so difficult now to try and improve your community, especially with this bail reform law, where you're going to, if you even go up to a police officer and make a report, your name is going to get leaked. Uh, and you're, and people are going to tell you, you people are going to know that you said something. So it's making it so hard to try and change it. And I also feel like through entertainment, uh, you have a whole bunch of people in the entertainment industry, rapping and whatnot, saying that you can't escape it. This is life. This is what you're going to be. And people just eat it up and buy it all the time. No mm -hmm. one says, why don't you come back and do something for us? I want to add one last thing. How about you fix your credit, right? Work on that credit. And instead of buying the latest TV when your taxes come in, get with your, your cousin, get with your auntie, get with the rest of them and say, hey, we're going to bring in that Chipotle and put it mm -hmm. on the street. There's houses, there's dilapidated houses right now. I was in uh, um, Montgomery over the summertime in 2018, right? Just fishing my, my life away at their freshwater fisheries and all of that. And as I'm in the middle of the hood, there's dilapidated houses. What you tend to see is lawyers and, and uh, dental offices like to buy up these houses and they convert it to law offices and, and uh, dental offices. Why don't you, you know a cousin that might be going to dental school, you might know a cousin that might be going to uh, law school. Alabama, uh, Alabama University is right there. Everybody's roll tide or, or whatever they are, screaming <laughs> eagle, whatever. Get those cousins and say, hey, we're going to help you get this house and it can become your first dental office. It can become your first law office and start rebuilding your communities. That's the way you have to do it. Mm -hmm. I know. I, it, it makes sense. <laughs> and it's sad that, you know, this isn't taught. This is something that isn't enforced. Uh, and, you know, as we've been saying, it's really, it's really up to us. Mm -hmm. yep. I think it's a great place to stop. Um, that's a whole other episode, Gabe. We'll definitely have you back because yeah. that I think we need to dive much, much deeper into. Thank but, you. Gabe, I got um, stories. Let everyone know where they can find you online. Yeah, so uh, you can look up my Facebook page uh, if you type in Gabriel E. Montalvo. Uh, also, uh, if you want to help support the Republican National Hispanic Assembly New York chapter, just type that in as well onto any social media outlets and it will come up. Follow me on Twitter at uh, Baron underscore Montalvo and on Instagram, Baron.Montalvo, B-A-R-O-N. Guys, make sure that you share, like, subscribe for this episode. Listen, please listen on any audio platform because remember, every time you listen, we get a little bit of money. If you like the videos, if you like any of the stuff, please share it with people who need to be educated because that is our aim. We are here to educate. We are here to stand up for conservatives in New York and attack is standing up for conservatives in Virginia. Make sure you follow TAC on Instagram at Solomon TAC. That's two A's and a C, no K in TAC. Follow us at Get Red Pilled NY. And if you have a problem with someone that I follow, please message me privately instead of acting like a little baby on Instagram. I do not have time for that. I am over 30. It's social media. Calm down. We don't have that many followers. For that, protect yourselves and don't let fear take your freedom. Mm -hmm.